welcome back to the A-Suite Podcast. We are UCLA Anderson MBA students bringing you the best insights on industry deep dives, the MBA experience in general, and so much more. Today, we are going across the world. That's right. We have our friends Jack Du and Vivek Mahadevan, who are both international students. Jack is from New Zealand and Vivek is from Australia. Now, we're going to talk all about their experience and about why they came to Anderson and what life is like as an international student. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the A-Suite Podcast. I'm Katie, your host today, and I am so excited to be sitting down with two of my personal favorite Anderson students from Down Under. Also, maybe the only two from Down Under, but that doesn't, doesn't change how I feel. Uh, Vivek and Jack. Hi. Good day. Kia ora. Good day. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, there's so much to talk about. You started your MBA experience on the other side of the world, uh, probably furthest away from LA that you could be. And now you're here. I'm actually in person with you both safely, of course, but you've officially moved to the country after many, many hurdles, and we're so happy that you're here. Um, But wanted to hear about your experiences and and everything in between, but just getting started, you want to introduce yourselves to our listeners, Jack. Kia ora, kia ora. I'm Jack um, from New Zealand. Um, Just really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me over. Um, Yeah, just, uh, you know, very glad to be um, in a winter climate that's actually warmer than some of our summer days, so very very impressed with that. Um, yeah, so so got here about um, you know a month and a half ago. Um, just you know slowly getting used to the the LA life. Um, yeah, just very excited to be here. Cool. Yeah, and we definitely want to talk about the biggest differences you've seen between LA life and and, and New Zealand life. So yeah, good stuff. Vivek, uh, hi. Good day, legends. Uh, my name is Vivek uh, from Australia. Uh, much like Jack, uh, six weeks ago I arrived in LA. Uh, unlike Jack, though, I've been found, I found it very cold because I came from an Australian summer, and so I am cold yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the time. And but yeah, yeah, yeah. So very excited to be here. Very excited to chat to you. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because I I have not yet travelled to your corner of the world. I was planning to go there actually the summer before MBA when lockdown happened because of COVID, so I didn't take that that trip. Um, I was planning to do Australia and New Zealand, um, but in my mind, they're both just like summer, beachy, outside, hot all the time, and, and today I learned that that's not the case. Nah, it's like beachy, true, because, you know, New Zealand's a very skinny island, sort of, well, two islands technically, but, you know, nowhere's too far away from, from the sea. Um, I, I lived, you know, close to the sea, pretty much, you know, all the time when I was in New Zealand, my school where I was working at was five minutes from the beach. It's very nice, but, uh, no, you get some pretty chilly days and, um, you know, our favorite food is, you know, fish and chips and that's a Kiwi tradition and you, you know, grab a hot pile of fish and chips wrapped in paper and you, you go to the beach and pretend it's summer, even though it's <laughs> yeah. like bloody freezing. Um, yeah, well, you still have a bloody good time. You just like, yeah. you know, freezing your ass off that's all yeah yeah well depending on where 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 you come from in new zealand like the 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 northern part you know like auckland and you know northland those places are warm and humid but as you go down 
south, it gets really cold, and, and the bottom of New Zealand is actually one of the closest points to Antarctica, so yeah, it gets freezing down there. Yeah, that brings back memories though. That's like fish and chips going to the beach. It's yeah. the same in Australia, except our summers are actually boiling. They're just very, very hot. So, so. Our winters are actually alright. They're actually quite similar to the ones in LA. Mm. It's just that I think we had a we had a relatively early summer coming in, so I was getting very acclimatized to hot weather, and then all of a sudden I was dropped into changing changing Celsius to Fahrenheit, which is oh, a whole other. I thing. don't know that's, how that's you're doing it. Don't ask me to tell you what how to change between the two because they don't teach us that here. No, there are people. I mean, I've gotten some really good advice from our classmates. I think it's like you double it and then you add and 30, plus thirty two. Yeah, thirty well, or thirty two. Well, the best advice yeah. I got was check your iPhone, uh, oh, yeah. uh, and no, it'll that, give that you both. So that's, that's the that lazy person. Yeah, it does. it does. Or you can just kind of hold your finger up in the air and be like, yeah, this feels, yeah, this feels, yeah, yeah. This feels hot, this feels cold. Yeah. Um, so I want to know when you both decided to go to business school and then when did you know it would be in the U.S.? Because, you know, that seems like a really big decision to move here uh, and to get your degree in another country. I certainly, when I was looking, considered for a while like business school in Europe but didn't think about it for too long because I knew I wanted to work in Southern California and, and LA. Um, so just curious, like, when did you know you wanted to go to business school and, and when did you know it was going to be here? Good question. Um, the first time I thought about it was probably exactly two years ago. It's about this time, two years ago. Um, when I was just, cause I, I, I had been a teacher for the you know past five years and, you know, one of my biggest, you know, pet peeve has been that, um, you know, student engagement, you know, had, had been a, a huge issue because our education system is incredibly backward and, you know, it's not so different from how we do it in Industrial Revolution time. So my goal was to really just, you know, harness the, the power of fun, especially on the, you know, digital kind of, um, you know, platform. So so my, my goal is actually to make games, to to make learning fun and so about two years ago I finally thought I had enough like if I'm just waiting for people to come up with fun games I'm gonna be like it's gonna be yonders right mm. so I was like you know if you want to do it you have to do it yourself so that was when I started looking into schools that 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 are strong um, you know in tech and entrepreneurship um, I, I very briefly considered European schools but because of my massive um, pivot um, I thought you know one year is probably not going to be enough and and you know the American system with like two years MBA program is you know will give me more time to sort of ease into it mm -hmm. and, and learn on the job and you know internship that that originally I thought I was I was going to be a PM just because I mm -hmm. thought I, I wouldn't be ready to just like jump jump into doing entrepreneurship straight away um, so the internship was like a like big consideration but it just happened that you know um i just met a really talented team and, and now we we're making one that's like you know teaching people languages so in your perspective then eventually you want to is your goal to bring these educational games to specifically the new zealand educational system is it globally like do you see yourself staying in the u.s well it's it's currently um teaching English speakers to speak Mandarin and so um, it's basically the entire sort of you know English speaking audience really because New Zealand is although I love New Zealand to pieces it is a very small 
uh, market. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, well, America in particular could, could use some more, you know, cultural understanding That's of China, sure. actually. And, and, you know, sort of bridge the gap a little bit because we're in a particularly, you know, polarizing time uh, politically. So um, I, I actually would, would love to, you know, stay here because my, you know, the, the network that I'm building is, is right here. Um, the entrepreneurship at- atmosphere is fantastic here. So we just really would love to leverage it. Um, oh, I'm so happy you're, sc- you're planning you. to stay. That's exciting. <laughs> well, whether I can, it depends on the immigration policies and yeah. all that. But oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's great. That's a longer discussion. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And Vivek, what about you? When did you know you wanted to, to get the MBA and when did you decide to be in the U.S.? Yeah, I think, again, two years ago, probably, is when I started studying, um, or, like, actually doing some research for it. For me, I think, I, I was a lawyer, and then I was at PwC doing m and um, I think, like, a lot of our peers just wanted to change, and we thought it was a good way of expanding my horizons. A lot of Aussies tend to go to LBS, they tend to go to INSEAD and other, like, more, it's more like a UK thing, so they'll go to Oxford or Cambridge. For me, I wanted two years, because it gave me one year to fail. <laughs> and, and you know looking at looking at like just the way the kind of things work out you you want to have that year to fail to make sure you can actually try something new or if, if something goes wrong you've got the chance to pick yourself back up and learn some lessons and go at it again for the second time so and lucky for you so far no failing oh well in year no, number I think, one i think i think i think there's been plenty of failing so far i think it's just been well, a uh, if McKenzie yeah. offers a fail, I don't know what is it. Well, I mean, it's it is what it is. Uh, like I think, I think there's a lot of failure through the process. I will say. Well, that's so, how you learn. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. And so, expanding that out to a bigger time horizon—that's the reason you choose a two-year MBA. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even realize that there was the the year difference between the two. Yeah. Um, I feel the same. I I would have been less interested in a one-year program. It goes by so fast. We're already in. Yeah. the third of our four quarters of our first year yep. it feels like we've linked and it's a pretty sobering I know. Well, <laughs> it's almost like his path just emailed me the other day and it was like oh do you want to be on the aoc board to like welcome the newcomers because they are leaving i was like what the you guys are leaving mm-hmm. and that's actually true they, they've only got yeah. a few months left yeah the that's year. that's that's pretty sad actually yeah, yeah. Mm. um i I'm still so curious about the, the like prospect of picking up your life and coming to the US and like the like cultural part of it. Like were there any was there anything you were worried about or was it hundred percent like confident I'm gonna just be so successful in LA, can't wait to, to move there? Or were you considering other cities? Like what went into that choice? That's really interesting. I mean, I think we're all we're all trying to become Instagram models eventually. So yeah. LA is the natural <laughs> that place to be. That is the requirement for that's Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking for yourself, I, mate. I think I think that was on the selection criteria for UCLA, wasn't it? Everyone had to tick whether or not they could become an Instagram model. That's the first class listeners we took as a part of our MBA was um, uh, camera angles camera and angles captions. Um, so very very popular class here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for YLA, I mean, there's, there's a lot of there's surfing. It's got very similar weather to Sydney, which is where I was working previously. So a lot of a lot of good ideas. Like I feel, I felt it was going to be a good launching pad to getting into the US and not experiencing so much culture shock. I can imagine going to a Chicago mm. and just being frozen for six to twelve months. Yeah, a year. nah, wouldn't be nice. 
Yes. Yeah, I yeah. feel the same. There was no <laughs> way I was going somewhere cold. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, SoCal has really, really nice weather. That's right. Yeah, we were just, yeah, we're chickens. So like. I <laughs> Having never been to either of your beautiful countries, in my mind, I feel a, like I honestly feel like I would share more in terms of lifestyle connections with people from the coast in those in your two countries than with someone from Minnesota or like middle of the U.S. Just because lifestyle yeah. is more similar. I grew up in a beach town also, and yeah. and all of that. So it's really interesting to think about. And people chill, you know, yeah. Like people are fairly relaxed, and, yeah. and that's that's probably a similarity. I, I thought you know, LA people are relaxed, so that wasn't something I was worried about. Um, mm. I, I was actually particularly looking forward to, um, you know, how you know the city should be like buzzing. There's all the culture and stuff. Obviously, two years ago, COVID wasn't even a thing. Yeah, right. And because because I grew up in China. So I had all that, you know, buzzy kind of city life. And then I moved to New Zealand. That was, like, really nice and quiet and tranquil. But now I feel like, you know, I'm ready to sort of mingle again and, you know, um, sort of enjoy the, the life on the other side. Um, but then you, you kind of hear it's like nothing is going, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. You can't go anywhere. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably been one of the hardest parts of the experience is because when we kind of, when we kind of made the decision to go to UCLA we were not in the stage of thinking about how you, LA would be without COVID or UCLA would be without COVID. Exactly. And so even coming here, it's difficult to get a read on the city without seeing it outside of COVID because I feel that a lot of the intangible aspects that people love about LA happen because of the stuff that happens when COVID exactly. is not on. <laughs> exactly. Like there's a lot about the, high, the beautiful hikes, there's a lot about the beautiful beaches, but I think a yeah. lot of the, the, the things that just happen, the, the buzz of a lively city is what we're kind of missing yeah. from Because what you're seeing now is kind of like amplifying the, the unpleasant side of it, like the traffic. That's what you see, right? Because <laughs> you just sit in the car. There's and go to way shop less and traffic now than oh, okay. would be though, so oh, you're not even getting the full traffic experience. Oh, okay. oh, in New Zealand, we have like bloody, you know, like one lane each way. Yeah, <laughs> That's I the kind of tra traffic, traffic we have. New Zealand traffic jam is six cars on the road. It's not. It's oh, not. probably 12. It's not six. Come on. <laughs> Get uh, your yeah. numbers right now. <laughs> That leads me to our next question, actually. So, without COVID, you may have already answered this, but what what were you expecting your U.S. life to be like, um, or even like the U.S. school experience? Because I'm sure y your education—China, Australia, New Zealand—like it have have is the process of learning similar, or is it like similar with the conversations, discussions happening in class? Do you feel like any surprise at all or, or diff like differences between what the education experience you've had before was like versus now good question well I've been a teacher I should know but uh, yeah, just, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just like camera listening I'm actually having to, to think about because obviously like in, in China everything was like kind of one way transmission sort of thing you know like the teachers talk about stuff you, you mostly write down stuff and it's not a whole lot of discussion New Zealand, well, are you talking about undergrads or are you talking about grad school? Um, really, just in general. In general. I think, I think New Zealand's like, like there's a, it's pretty casual, like people talk and they're just like asking questions back and forth. That, that's similar, but like college life, for one, we don't call it college life. We call yeah, it uni life. Uni life. Uh, uni life 
I think we are not very preppy, and we do not have those like fraternity and sorority sort of thing. Yeah. Like, people just just hang and drink um, <laughs> and have a good time. Like, you know, like um, oh, some of the stupid thing like people do. Like um, Otago University is like down south in Dunedin. It's like bloody. It's it's, it's like. I don't know. It's like the South Pole. It's freezing there. It's like bloody four degrees outside Celsius. So that's like what? 30, 30 38, something? 38. That's 38. really cold. Yeah, it's, it's freezing. So so there's like no difference between inside and outside of the house. So like there's, there's no point of uh, like putting anything in the fridge because fridge is like four degrees, right? So you just leave everything out there. And I, I heard like horror stories of like bloody mushrooms growing out of carpets and what yeah yeah and then the students there like they they go to uni to keep warm because uh they, they're poor as well they can't afford like bloody heating and uh, there's this this awful stupid game that they play it's called possum so possum is like a bloody invasive species that yeah. we imported from australia um but yeah, it's it's uh, so so a whole bunch of uh, university students just go to the, the botanic gardens and then they grab beer and then climb onto a tree and drink until they fall off. That's like, <laughs> <bloody> stupid. <laughs> that's the most I've never done it before. But but that's that's part of the that's a the needing game. Co- yeah that's <laughs> culture. A <brilliant> game. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly. Love that. Um, yeah. I what feel like that's you? there's definitely that in the U.S. too. I mean. Yeah. I went to Berkeley, which is in the Bay Area, and it's not that cold. But, I mean, I know that the University of Alaska Fairbanks, which is in, like, northern Alaska, um, they'll have, like, three hours of sunlight in the winter. And so the only Aww. things you can do are that are warm are bowling, movies, and drinking. So that's a lot of what happens there, too. Speaking of Alaska, we actually had Alaska flatmate. And she thought Wellington was cold. It was hilarious. Like she went oh, to wow. bed with a beanie. It was hilarious. She was like, "We have heating inside. Yeah, like, it's at least warm inside. We New Zealanders just like build houses pretending we're a tropical country, which we're not. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> just like bloody Australia. timber houses, and yeah. it's like bloody freezing. Like in the morning, you, you see like all that condensation on the window, and it's like you can you can see your breath." Uh, when you wake up, it's it's pretty shit. Uh, countries just don't have the infrastructure for cold nah, weather. We don't. We're not built for it. Nah. It gets cold in Australia too, but it's just we just don't have we just don't build houses right to, to deal with it. Depending on where you are, right? Like yeah. up north is really warm. Yeah, but up like, north is probably tropical in Australia. So yeah. northern Queensland, Darwin, that's really, really yeah. hot. But Tas- Tasmania is just like New Tasmania. Zealand, right? <laughs> really. Beautiful but freezing. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful but freezing. Really, yeah. really awesome rivers, lakes, that type of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, do a lot of folks in Australia, New Zealand have MBAs, the like people in business, nah, or will you will you stand out amongst your peers now? I wouldn't use the word stand out, but we, we definitely do, do, do there's no culture ones, yeah. there's no culture of MBAs in nah. ANZ. And so your experience with knowing you wanted to get one then, was it through you knew a mentor who had an MBA or was it just like searching for a searching for the next thing you thought that might be for me because me personally a lot of people I worked with had MBAs and I knew like well if I want to be like them this is a good next step so just wondering with less exposure to that how did it how did it click for 
yeah, for me, because well, there was literally no one around me that's mm. got MBAs, and I was in a bloody school, so like everywhere <laughs> was like mid-age teachers, right? So I, it, it just, it actually came kind of, it came spontaneously, but also kind of purposefully at the time, because I was just like, you know, I want to start a business, but I, I don't understand business. What do I need to do next? And then I looked up, and you know, MBA just came up, yeah. and. So, so you know that that was Thanks, basically. Google. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, thank you, Google, because because I was like, I, I I literally have no idea what I need to do, and it was it was literally a New Year's like resolution. It was like right after the New Year. I, I still remember that vividly. I was in Nelson, staying with a friend's place, and you know, beautiful summer day. But I was just like, I I, I don't feel like I could just teach the same way, you know, like I was teaching for any longer because you know yeah. we, we're clearly not engaging the students you yeah know, what, what what was i doing there you know um super cool yeah i had seen some lawyers pivot out of the law using an mba i had seen some people at pwc upgrade their careers using an mba so i actually had a couple of role models to kind of look at but i remember i remember the day that i we were about to go out for christmas break and i think one of the lawyers that i had met like I met him for the first time and he's like oh yeah today's my last day I'm like what what do you mean it's your last day he's like where are you going he's like oh I'm going off to LBS I'm going to go to business school I'm like oh well we should talk about the pros and he kind of walked me through his rat logic as to why he was getting out of the law and why those things so it was always in the back of my mind to reach out to those people so I was quite lucky in that respect because there was enough of a network and most what I have found is the people especially lawyers who have exited to do an MBA understand exactly why you're exiting to do the MBA. Yeah. So they understand. So they're always happy to give you a leg up. So there were, there were even ex-lawyers at UCLA that I was mm-hmm. able to reach out to as the process was kind of going on. And they would always respond back and be like, yeah, we totally understand. Very cool. <laughs> this, makes, this makes a lot of sense. But then there is also the Asian parents pressure, right? Yeah. Nah, just kidding. No, I mean, no, <laughs> we're trying to be, yeah, we, we just don't want to be beyond. That's, that's a, nah. Beyond? What's that? It's like, well, if you don't do well, you bring shame oh, to your family owned. Okay. De-owned. sorry yeah Dion yeah. I was like who is Dion <laughs> no yeah no um, I not. I was always mm, I mean I was really tossing up between doing a masters of laws like I was I was looking to go either do a BCL or something like that in the UK yeah early on in my career actually as a lawyer because I wanted to go be a barrister um, that is a fancy future which shouldn't take off the t- shouldn't take barrister <laughs> off the table yeah, that yeah, is yeah, a yeah. cool I was, job I was going to be a barrister um, I also think calling yourself a solicitor in yeah. in, solicitor. In, in Europe is super cool you can have on your like office it says like solicitor yeah or whatever. barristers and solicitors no we're, we're solicitor yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a solicitor I know yeah. but it's just like it just seems cooler in Europe oh really okay yeah I mean because I think you guys call them lawyers now it's uh, a friend of mine is also called it's uh, solicitor yeah yeah well. barristers oh, and solicitors yeah because they get they get admitted both but in Australia it's like a separate admissions process you usually need to go out and do a masters and then come back to Australia mm-hmm. so for me and then I think where I kind of decided was like would that make me happy and I was like mm, probably not and so then I started looking for other options and stumbled on the MBA through a combination of just Google yeah and yeah. like talking to people when did you learn about Anderson? Did they approach you? Did, was there like a recruiting event you liked or was it truly just that it was UCLA and that brand that, that got you there? I don't know if I went to any recruiting <laughs> events for UCLA, I'll be completely honest. Um, I came to UCLA because I was looking at the coasts of America and saying, where can you surf? 
That is a super valid That was kind of how. That was that was one of the things I just had to add to my list. Are you surfing most days? I'm still finding a wetsuit. Unbelievably, there's a shortage. <laughs> Boards I can find, wetsuits I cannot. So and you I don't want to brave the water. I've I have braved the water. I went out for ten minutes yesterday, and nice. I, and it was ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. I did not last long. Yeah, it, no. was, it was very very cold. Yeah. Um, you should post in our classified Slack channels. Anybody have a spare wetsuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a look in. I, I think I'll just order one from you know uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure that, that just arrives in time for this weekend, so I can actually get out. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for me it was a, it was it was not a very complicated one. It was like what schools would I go to, and then it was a case of who responded to my messages in terms of LinkedIn and like the networking that I wanted to do and who did I actually like talking to and UCLA came up trumps on all of those all those factors great yeah and and was your interview remote it was yeah I think I did my interview at 2am oh wow oh my god yeah that's what we're going to talk about next <laughs> is the schedule you guys have was it 2am I think it was pretty early for me I did it in my classroom I went in on a Saturday and open my classroom and set yeah, up the stuff. Yeah, yeah, mine yeah. was a Saturday as well. Yeah. Mine was a Saturday as well. So Friday for the interview. Friday basically. for the interview, yeah, yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was the second year. Yeah. Did you go to any missions events? No, nah, I was, you know. Man, like such I an said, easy sell for the well, Aussies and Kiwis. Well, I was a bloody teacher. I had no money. I, I could I could not afford well, not to like come I assume they had um, international. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I talked to like, people like i talked to um you know student ambassadors and stuff and i thought that you know brewing spirit was pretty pretty nice and people were like you know all kind of you know you know they're smart people but they're not overbearingly so they're not assholes um they all kind of you know share the success and look out for each other share success exactly exactly so I thought, you know, that that's the place I want to be, you know, like, not not saying that I could get into Harvard, but like that kind of, even if I get an offer, I feel like that, that sort of cutthroat culture is probably not going to be for me, so. Yeah, yeah, I felt very similarly, and that's one of the things, you know, I'm from a non, like you, Jack, like non-traditional business school background, um, and definitely had that fear of, will I be able to keep up with the experienced bankers, accountants, consultants, and, yeah, and that syndrome, right, all yeah. the time, yeah, yeah. And so Anderson definitely helped. Everyone I talked to made me feel like mm. that would not be a problem. And now, now when I talk to prospective students, that's what I tell them too. Like, be confident in yourself. Like, you're valued because of what you bring, not because you fit a specific, mm. like, stereotype of business school student. Yeah, and Anderson is so dumb. Yeah, like awesome. so, like of all of the business schools that I kind of had a look at, Anderson was definitely the one where there was a I, you know, real diversity in what people did before business school and what people want to do after business school. Yeah. And I feel so lucky to be sitting with you both in my Westwood apartment, <laughs> an Australian lawyer, future consultant, a Kiwi science teacher, future ed tech billionaire, yeah. and myself. <laughs> <laughs>
Should I start? Yeah, go for it, dude. Man, I... Well, because of the time... Dif- actually, the, the, the actual time difference is so big that it's not big anymore. Because we were like 20, 21 <laughs> hours true. ahead. We go, so, around, we go around the circle. That's right. So I was technically three hours behind, but on the next day. <laughs> so, so my week started on a Tuesday. Hmm. And then it, it like ended on a Saturday sort of thing. Um, but because of the Zoom, the nature of like Zoom University, um, every meeting just blends into each other. And you can fit in so many. So for me, I was like still struggling heaps for... Um, you know, sleep and stuff. Morning lectures was a struggle because, like, if you if you had a morning U.S. time, U.S. Yes. time. Yeah. So you had an eight a.m. class. What time was that for well, you? Well, be five a.m. and that's like that's not even the earliest because some of the town halls or like certain stuff. I I, I distinctly remembered not going to sleep just to like stay up I for. We those. had a conversation. Yeah, we had about nights. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So so there were times that you know if they had this one off everyone has to be on kind of activity you just have to bloody get up or just don't go to sleep basically um i i was actually living by myself on a farm um it's like looking at like not the worst yeah yeah it was a very atypical kind of mba sort of you know scenery outside a window i suppose just looking at cows and sheep but uh well i remember we joked about because at this point Americans were not wanted by any country, especially New Zealand and Australia, which had COVID under control. And so we were all joking how much we wanted to travel. And all we wanted to do was go spend a month in New Zealand taking class. And Jack's like, please don't. I'm trying so hard to get to LA. Don't, don't come to New Zealand. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was an interesting experience. It's like, I, I couldn't have any flatmates because my, like, upside down schedule would just drive people nuts Mm. you you could just you can only live with yourself really so what did you do in normal world did you like when would you go do your errands or like did you see your family i well my family's all in china and i haven't seen them for like three years thanks to covid so that's uh (laughs) that's another story because because i actually wanted to go um yeah, that was pre- yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. right before, you know, NBA, but like obviously my parents in China and, you know, that's the epicenter of COVID, like that, that couldn't happen. Uh, but anyway, so, um, I, my life was kind of almost depressing because there's so many Zoom lessons. I, I particularly planned every Thursday New Zealand time, which is Wednesday US time to, to, to go grocery shopping and like just try to do all that all the things on that afternoon mm. um, after the morning lecture. Um, and yeah, most of the days, you know, it was just like Zoom University. Um, good thing I was living on a farm so I could like walk around and pet, pet the horse a little bit, yeah. feed an apple. That that was like my exercise, you know, diversion. What um, is this life? <laughs> this is the most Kiwi thing I've ever heard of in my life. You're just doing an MBA program on Zoom and then all outside you're just going, oh, I'll just go feed the horse an apple. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, because if we didn't have the horse, we'd have to pay like 60 bucks to mow the lawn. It's like, oh, but yeah, actually... Sometimes during the, the middle of the, the, the Zoom meeting or something, my lawnmower guy would come and knock on the door and I have to like go out and pay him. And that was like during one of Vivek's 
like we, we had a chat. Yeah, I, I'm consistent, if nothing else. Yeah, that is the most heated thing ever. He's got like a lawnmower that's just... Yeah, the guy just the guy like, around. comes around and right out of, you know, <laughs> lawnmower. It's like all that noise when I was like trying to answer a question. Yeah. Because you've got to find out in whoop whoop. You've got to find out in nowhere. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So what about you, Vivek? What was your life like? Oh, it was pretty similar except no farm and I was two hours before you. So our time difference was five hours. So an 8 a.m. class was 3 a.m. for me. And you are up. Like, so yeah. Rebecca and I were on the accounting learning team together. Yeah. And that was our first class ever with the MBA. And you were just, yeah, I'll be available anytime. And so someone would suggest a time that was great for, like, you know, West Coast. And then would say, like, well, Vivek, what time is that for you? And he's like, oh, you know, it's 2 a.m., but don't worry about it. I'll be there. Yeah. And so just the selflessness was incredible. And that was because it just started. For me personally, I was not going to adjust my. I was going to adjust my schedule to what needed to fit. Yeah. That was part of the experience. I think we, we've had this discussion. It was part of the experience exactly. for us to meet a lot, of, a lot of different people. And we thought that people want to do morning sessions, people want to do Arvo sessions, then that's that's the way it's going to have to be. Like, I'm not... I, I If I was in the group and I was the only person with a terrible schedule, I'm the one who has to bend. There's, I'm not the type of person that will be like, no, you guys have to accommodate yeah. for me. That's just not... That's not, that's not on. Like, just... It's a, it. it's a trade-off, isn't it? Because yeah. if you if you want diversity in your learning team, you want to have, you know, domestic students, international students coming from all countries, right? Yeah. And then that naturally means the time zone is going to be all yeah, over the place. Be, yeah. But then, like, if you... The time zone really works. If you guys are all close together, then you end up with all the people yeah, that yeah, are very, very similar. Yeah, homogenous experience. Exactly. So yeah. not, and that's I not what we're doing MBA works. for. 100%. It doesn't work for any party involved. So. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to do some would-you-rathers. LA, Australia, New Zealand. So I'm going to give you... And just quick responses. So I'm going to give you something, and you'll quickly just say LA, Australia, or New Zealand. Okay. All right. All right? Yeah, gotcha. Where would you rather ride a bike? Oh, New Zealand, New Zealand. for sure. New Zealand, yeah, for New sure. Zealand. As Why? much as it grinds me to say that, New Zealand. Because the roadside scenery is just beautiful. Like, it's green everywhere. And you can do these like cross island bike bike rides so that people like ride you know from the top of the north island all the way down to the bottom of the south island and landscape just changes because part of the reason why lord of the rings movies were actually shot in new zealand was because you don't have to drive very far and you, you see all these kind of geological features you get mm-hmm. the glaciers you get volcanoes um, you know, you get rivers, you, you get tundra, desert, all kinds of stuff. You just, oh, yeah. You, Australia and New Zealand are keeping the Hollywood alive right now mm. with the amount of filming happening there. The new Thor, Love and Thunder, just started filming and they, in, in New Zealand. Yeah. And they did a really nice, like, uh, welcome ceremony with the local, like, indigenous Oh, did they do the haka oh, thing? Oh, yeah, I love a haka. It was yeah. like, yeah. Jack is doing some really nice movements right now for those who can't see. Alright, next. Where would you rather surf? Bondi is pretty good. Australia. Yeah, Australia. Australia, Australia. Australia right. for sure. Yeah. All right. We have better. Uh, like there's 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 more beaches and they're more empty. That's there's right. More, there's more curl. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Where would you rather uh, use a dating app? <sighs> New Zealand's not great for it because the small population. Yeah. But LA has got its own problem with their superficial like. I would just stuff. go on population. I'd personally just say LA. I think yeah. you just get more options. Yeah. 
but aren't aren't people like isn't there something to say where there are fewer choices that you might get a better response rate in a smaller population maybe but like yeah because with small populations, sometimes it's like people want very specific things and you mm. don't get to like... And then you meet someone they're like a friend of yours and sometimes it gets a little bit awkward if it doesn't go well. Like, <laughs> Sounds and, like you're talking about something specific. Oh, no, no, no not, not really. But <laughs> like in New, Zealand, in New Zealand, the population is so small. I'll give you an idea. We're not even 5 million people and half of them live in Auckland. So <laughs> like my hometown, Nanjing, had like bloody twice the New Zealand population, right? So... You, you go to town in Wellington, you you bound to meet someone that you, you know. Like, you, you're just going to bump into, like, two, three friends. Easy. Easy. Yeah. So, like, pretty much everyone knows a bit about, you know, everyone. So, yeah. especially, like, when I move up the coast to teach, there is a semi-rural New Zealand town. And that place, everyone knows everyone. Like, mm. all the tradies are, like, your your students' parents, and you, you have can, them can come in. Can we pause for a definition of tradie? Trade tradies like you know the builders, plumbers, builders, plumbers. You trade trades people, electricians, electricians. Yeah, cool. Or is there known in Australia, Sparkies? Oh, Sparky, yeah, Sparky. Electricians are Sparkies. Thank you both so much for chatting with me today. This has been a true pleasure. Um, any last like words about to to like potential international students deciding whether or not to to come to the U.S. or, or pursue that MBA that you'd like to to leave them with? do it yeah just just do just, it bro. just do it like i mean yeah it's, it's a different experience but that that's the whole point isn't it yeah and and you gotta you know come out and see the world and you know otherwise yeah. well, get off the island guys yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yes and well i'm so happy that we met and we're going through this experience together hopefully it'll look more like everyone expected next year um, as things hopefully trend in the right direction for COVID. But uh, this has been so fun. I can't wait to visit both Australia and New Zealand and have you both as my tour guides. So. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Crocodile, sharks, spiders, snacks. Oh, that's you guys. I've got, I've got everything Weird. you need. Avo in the Avo. Close. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, mate. Good <laughs> yeah, on you. Yeah. All right, bye. Yeah, see ya. See ya. And there you have it. Among the countless other reasons, Meeting people like Jack and Vivek are what add to the beauty and excitement of pursuing an MBA. You're exposed to so many people of different backgrounds, diverse perspectives, all to funnel into the growth of your class as a collective group. I love the diversity we have been able to experience here at UCLA Anderson, and I love Jack and Vivek's story even more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode or if something resonated with you, tell us about it. Send us an email at theasweetpodcast at gmail.com or better yet, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends all about the A-Suite. Big shout out to our amazing host, Katie, our executive audio director, Alyssa, and our executive producer, Jody. Thank you all so much for listening today and we'll see you next time on the A-Suite Podcast. Signing off.